Welcome back to Trivia Cast. I'm your host, Nikhil, and today I am joined by a very special guest. We have Sam from over at the Pub Trivia Group. So how's it going, Sam? Hey, it's going great, Nikhil. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, glad to have you. So one thing I wanted to ask as a fellow trivia podcaster, how does it feel to be the one answering the questions instead of the one asking them? Uh, <laughs> it, it's funny. So I, I do host trivia for my work a lot. And my boss the other day referred to me as, oh, yeah, he's Sam is the trivia expert. You got to get Sam on your trivia team. He'll, <laughs> you know, he'll make sure that you win. I'm like, hold up there. I write trivia and I host trivia. I don't really play trivia that often. It's actually been several years since I played like bar trivia with with my buddies. I haven't really done that in like five years at this point. So this this will be fun. It'll be a nice change of pace. But if I'm a little rusty, I mean, I mean listeners back home, please be easy on me. And no worries. We try to keep it educational here at Trivia Cast. You know, it's okay to not get all the questions right as long as as long as we're learning something. So no worries at all. Yep, I, I like that. Cool. So for trivia cast format, we have three different rounds of trivia. So today I've got these three games lined up. The first will be Women of History. The second will be Mystery Initials. And our last round will be themed around Pi Day, which was earlier this week. So if you're all ready, let's go ahead and jump into our first round, Women of History. Let's do it. So all of the questions and answers in this category are going to be themed around women and celebration of March being Women's History Month. And we can go ahead and jump into question number one. What civil rights activist from Alabama was honored by U.S. Congress in 1999 as the first lady of civil rights and the mother of the freedom movement? You said honored in 1999? Yep, honored by U.S. Congress in 1999. Was it Rosa Parks? Yep, that's correct. For number two, in 2014, What 17-year-old activist became the youngest ever recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize? Oh my gosh, it's that Swedish girl. Oh man, um, I can picture her face. Oh, I'm I'm gonna hate myself for this, but I, I don't remember her name on the top of my head. So I think you're referring to Greta Thunberg? Yes, that's who I'm referring to. This was actually Malala, who was uh, the youngest at the time that she that she won it. Oh, okay. I really should have known that. I I am a <laughs> I am a teacher, and I, I read that Malala book with with my class one year. I really should have known that. Oops. Oh, that's okay. Really should have known Malala. I wasn't thinking. Okay. Good good question. Good question. All right, great. We can uh, jump in number three then. What monarch is credited with bringing European Enlightenment ideals to Russia and is the subject of a 2020 show on Hulu? I don't know this one. So that was Catherine the Great. Okay. So there's a uh, Hulu show called The Great, but um, kind of like a drama that they made about her life, her overthrowing her husband and taking over. Yeah, I've heard of the show. Heard of the show. I was just blanking on it. Did not watch the show, so... Yeah, I think I watched a little bit of it. For those who love drama and and history, Dramatized might be a fan of that one. For number four, what English anthropologist is considered the world's leading expert on chimpanzees after studying them for over 60 years? Jane Goodall. That is correct. 
Jane Goodall, famous for her work in Eastern Africa, studying chimpanzees for many decades and being the first person to really shed light on the types of communities that they form and the human-like behaviors. So really cool research. Question five, what Polish physicist and chemist is the only person to win a Nobel Prize in two different scientific fields? I don't know this one. That was Marie Curie. Mm, didn't realize she was Polish. Okay. Yeah, she won the Physics Nobel Prize and Chemistry Nobel Prize, which uh, nobody else has, has done. Some people have won two in chemistry or two in physics, but she's the only one who's won won them in two different scientific fields. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, um, I read my daughter this book called CC Love Science, and I, I believe that the the teacher in that book, the the kid's teacher, is named after uh, Madame Curie. So I, I think the Madame part made me think she was French. So that that threw me off, but. Okay, so two out of five, and I really should have gotten Malala. Oh, I've actually gotten uh, I've actually got a sixth question for you. Oh, you got a sixth question. All right, so here, let me let's see if I can bat bat five hundred. All right, in nineteen eighty seven, what artist that is referred to as the Queen of Soul became the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Aretha Franklin. Yep, that's correct. So we got you up to three there. Yep. Not bad. 500, like I said, I should have gotten Malala. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm cool with not getting Catherine the Great. There's no way I would have gotten that one. Maybe I could have gotten Curie if I was really, really thinking, but I did not realize she was Polish, so. Very cool, man, good round. Cool, thank you. We can go ahead and jump into our second round here, which is gonna be mystery initials. Let's do it. So for mystery initials, the answer to all of the questions in this category can be represented by the same set of initials. So for example, if the mystery initials were AL, then potential answers could be Abraham Lincoln, Alabama, or assisted living. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, great. So if you're able to figure out the mystery initials as you go, that will of course help you out, but it's not necessary to figure out the answers. So I'll read through all the questions one time to give our listeners a chance to figure out the mystery initials and try out the questions, and then I will read through them again and you can give your answers. Okay. Question one. This American ice cream chain was started in 1945 by two ice cream enthusiasts and has locations in over 50 countries today. Question two. This 18th century upholsterer is credited with making the first American flag in 1776. Question three. This production company led by J.J. Abrams is responsible for recent Star Trek and Star Wars films, as well as the TV shows Lost and Westworld. Question four. This 1970s rock anthem was the title of a 2018 biopic and was ranked number 17 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Question five. This nation is the only one that has achieved five FIFA World Cup victories. And question six. This athlete was one of the first five people to be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1936. So we'll run through those again, but Sam will give his answers as we go. So go ahead and pause if you want to take some more time. Let's do it. 
Question one. This American ice cream chain was started in 1945 by two ice cream enthusiasts and has locations in over 50 countries today. Baskin Robbins. So I won't, I won't confirm yet, but I'll go on to question two. Okay. This 18th century upholsterer is credited with making the first American flag in 1776. That is Betsy Ross. Question three. This production company led by J.J. Abrams is responsible for recent Star Trek and Star Wars films, as well as the TV shows Lost and Westworld. I don't have anything for that right now. Okay. Number four. This 1970s rock anthem was the title of a 2018 biopic and was ranked number 17 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Bohemian Rhapsody. All right, number five. This nation is the only one that has achieved five FIFA World Cup victories. Brazil. And our last question. This athlete was one of the first five people to be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1936. Babe Ruth. All right. Do you have anything you want to take a stab at for number three? The one about the production company? No. (laughs) All right. All good. So the other five are all correct. Of course, the initials being BR. And that was actually bad robot films. Okay. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't have gotten that one in a million years, but another good round. Awesome. Yeah, that was good. Five out of six there. I was uh, thinking that, you know, number one might might trick people up with the with the ice cream chain. I'm sure Ben and Jerry's also came to mind. I first thought of DQ. Oh, Dairy Queen. Okay. Being a Minnesota guy, I first thought of DQ, but yeah. Baskin Robbins, I will say, was pretty high on my list when I was thinking of, okay, ice cream places that would be around the world. But yeah, good round. I like that one. Awesome. Great. Glad you enjoyed that one. And we can go ahead and move on to our third and final round. So this one is our holiday round themed around Pi Day which was uh, just celebrated earlier this week. So all the questions will have to do with pi, either the mathematical sense or the dessert sense. But we can go ahead and jump into our first question. What type of savory dessert pie dates back to 13th century England and is typically served at Christmas time? Um, like chicken pot pie? So it's actually mince pie or mincemeat pie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Should have known that. Eh, I mean, I wouldn't have gotten it, but I, having spent a semester in England, I should have gotten that one. Yep, good one. Yeah, I think it's not too, too popular in the U.S. here, but it is something that, you know, you hear about every now and then. It was one of those, like, when I was in England, there were always... I really actually liked the food for the most part over there. I, I thought, I think sometimes it gets a bad rap. I like it a lot more than than a lot of people. Um, you know, a lot of people act like it's scary, but the, the minced meat stuff, I, you know, that just, yeah, I, w- I was not adventurous enough to try it. Yeah, I think a lot of people just think, oh, fish and chips, like it's kind of boring English food, but yeah, there's a lot more that goes into it. Well, and they have, I mean, it's like the U.S. where they have so many cultures from all over the world that come in and so you have so many varieties of food too. It's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Cool. We can look at number two. Physicist Larry Shaw founded Pi Day while working at the Exploratorium, a science museum in San Francisco. In which decade did he and his co-workers celebrate the very first Pi Day? Uh, <laughs> um, 
the 1930s? It was actually 1988, so it was in the 80s. Really? Yeah, Pi Day, a relatively new new holiday, and it actually got recognized by Congress in 2009. So it was kind of unofficial from, from 88 to 2009. Interesting. So I am older than Pi Day. Barely, by like a year. But all right, all right. It seems like something that would be easy to think of, like 314, 3.14, but yeah, that was the that was when it was founded. Okay, very cool. All right, for number three, on Pi Day in 2018, a pie baked by French pastry chef Dominique Ansel was featured on the Google homepage. What fusion dessert is Dominique Ansel known for creating in 2013? Oh, is that like the cronut? Yeah, that's correct. He created the cronut. All right, got one. Have you ever had one? I don't think so, no. Have you? No, I don't think I have either. I was looking at the, the pictures of it when I was looking up this question, and it looks good, but yeah, he like patented it and trademarked it in 2013, so it was kind of a big deal for him. All right, number four. What ancient Greek mathematician is credited with being the first to calculate the value of pi by using polygons? Pythagorean? It was actually Archimedes. Ah, Archimedes. Yeah, old Archimedes. <laughs> but no, that was a good guess. The polygons, I can see how that kind of relates to Pythagoras. I mean, it was really the only name coming to mind. <laughs> don't, don't give me too much credit. All right, and our fifth and final question. In 1996, what officially became the state dessert of Massachusetts? Apple pie? So it's actually the Boston cream pie. Oh, that would make sense. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Boston, Massachusetts, there's a, there's a connection there. So yeah, it's kind of cool that they got that to be the, the state dessert. <laughs> that, that would make sense. All right, so I didn't do very well on this one, right? Was it just was it just one? Yeah, I believe the cronut one, right? That was the, the one, yeah. I got the cronut one? Okay. At least I got the cronut one. And you almost got mince pie. Yep, was close to that one. You did have the, the chicken, so you had the meat in there. Yep, okay. Not bad. Not too bad overall. Yeah, good job on especially the mystery initials and uh, the women of history, you got half of those too, so. Yeah. Not bad overall. Yeah, again, and and I, I think, like I said, with the Malala, like if it was pub trivia and I was like sitting down at a table with a pencil, I would have gotten Malala. I, yeah, the, the Greta Thornburg was just in my head. She was in my head, man. She was the youngest to do something. Oh, I forgot what. Didn't she like sail across the ocean or something? Yeah, I think she was uh, protesting airplanes. So she like sailed across the ocean to, to get between the continents, which is, I think it took like weeks. Yeah, I'm not that dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is gonna wrap up our third and final round. So how do you feel overall? Yeah, man. Hey, I, I've been listening to your show. I. You know, you reached out to me, asked if I wanted to come on the show, and I, I gave you some uh, gave you some plays. And I actually, I was like, shoot, I really like this. This guy's never podcasted before. It's a brand new show. It's already really good. Um, it's already really good. You sound very professional. Like the editing you put in. If you're a podcaster, you can always tell how someone edits. And shoot, you you sound like a professional right off the bat. So just keep it going, man. And uh, would love to come back on if. Uh, would love to come back on if you're ever looking for another guest, all right? 
Hey man, I, I really appreciate the the kind words. You know, it's pretty new for me still, but I'm I'm learning as I go, and I appreciate that positive feedback that you had. So, where can people find more of you and the Pub Trivia Group? Yeah, so I I do have a podcast. It's on all the major platforms. Just type in the Pub Trivia Group. There's just you know a picture of a pint of beer, and it says the Pub Trivia Group in like very basic Arial font. But I swear it's a fun it's a fun podcast. I put more work into the podcast than I did the logo. And then, right, I'm on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Pub Trivia Group, but it's actually the Facebook group that we're probably the most active on because that's how my podcast started, was it started as a Facebook group that people joined to play Pub Trivia together online during the COVID lockdowns. So I still host probably one game a month on YouTube where it's live, like Pub Trivia style. Um, you know, people write down their answers, they send them in to me. I grade them. I grade them live, announce the answers live on YouTube. It's a really good time. It's really just pub trivia, but on YouTube if you ever want to play. And then, yeah, I try to publish a podcast as much as I can. But during the school year, I, I publish a lot less than I would during the summer. So, yeah, check it out. That's neat. I've uh, listened to your podcast quite a bit, but I haven't actually joined for one of your live trivia games. So I'll have to try that out sometime. Yeah, for sure, man. And as for us, you can find us at TriviaCast on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. And you can also find us on social media at TriviaCastPod, where I also upload 10-second trivia shorts content with exclusive questions not featured on the episode. So links to all of that will be down in the show notes. That's going to conclude this week's episode of TriviaCast. Thank you again to Sam for coming on. And we will see you all next week 